Hi, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. This is Yitz Epstein. I am your host. I am a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'll be discussing sexual trauma bond and narcissism. When someone is trauma bonded, essentially what they are, what has been done to them is they have been trapped in a relationship where they start to love and trust their abuser, thinking that their abuser has their best interests, ultimately because of this reason, therefore not leaving the relationship really on realizing that, in essence, this relationship is toxic, it's abusive, and exploitive. So a trauma bond is, in essence, when a victim loves their abuser, is serving their abuser, and becomes dependent on them to the point where they cannot leave them. Now, I want to talk about how sex, the role of sex in the trauma bond, and then its relation to narcissism. So when you have an intimate relationship with somebody, when you have intercourse, when you have sex with somebody, essentially you are enmeshing energies. It's like a, 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 an alchemy where your energies are blending. So this deep bond is very spiritual in nature and extremely powerful. Powerful. Now think about it in this way. Uh, this bond can create a child. So clearly this alchemical experience that you have with somebody else where your body, mind, and spirit are connecting in this very deep way, uh, pow powerful enough to literally create a child. Now this bond between the, person, the individuals having intercourse, having sex, is essentially a deep energetic soul tie. Now, even when you leave that person, let's say you're in an intimate relationship and you get divorced, you leave that relationship, there still is that spiritual, psychic, energetic, deep, and long-lasting relationship. Uh, think psychic cords that ties you to that individual, unless, of course, you go through the healing journey and you cut those psychic cords and you release that person and you essentially uh, no longer have those uh, energetic ties. So, its relation to narcissism. When it comes to narcissistic abusers, what they will do is they'll create sexual tension, and this is where the love bombing uh, comes in. They'll identify what their victims' need, uh, needs are, uh, love bomb them, and explain that they'll you know, be their knight in shining armor and meet their needs, and that'll be very seductive to the victim, who will then be very open and receptive to the energetic soul tie that would happen when the eventual emotional, spiritual, and energetic sexual connection occurs. Now, this form of sexual exploitation hooks victims into a relationship, making it extremely difficult to get out. Uh, this is done on purpose to trap victims in the relationship uh, for a supply, obviously a narcissistic supply, and this is what I refer to as the sexual trauma bond. Obviously, the victim does not know there's a sexual trauma bond. They are fully invested in investing more and more energy, time, and effort, and creating a more deeper connection, uh, ultimately having the narcissistic abuser's fangs stuck deeper and deeper into the psyche, the soul, the spirit of the victim. So this energetic soul tie can actually be uh, occurring within a parent-child relationship. And you often hear of what's called covert incest. Uh, if you haven't heard of that, check it out. I have an episode on this. This is where the parent, in essence, smothers the child and use, uh, in essence, connects with that child uh, as a way of really soothing loneliness. Maybe they're just a single parent or they have a relationship that's unfulfilling. They'll lean on the child and create this energetic, emotional, psychic, sexual, spiritual connection uh, with that child. Now, this is where the, uh, the narcissistic parent, like I said, is unable to meet their their sexual, emotional needs through the uh, intimate partner. And for whatever reason that they'll do is they'll energetically enmesh with the child, usually the child who has the opposite sex of them, and in essence, spiritually molest them or spiritually uh, rape them. And I, I call this spiritual rape and spiritual murder, so the terms that I attach to it. And in the episode where I discuss covert incest, which I highly suggest checking out if you have not, I talk about the show uh, Bates Motel, and that is a fantastic show. If you have not seen that show, uh, one of my favorite, highly suggest check it out. Uh, it's uh, essentially describes what it's like to have an enmeshment between a mother and her son. Now, in this instance, when a narcissist does this, it is quite possible that 
the individual doing it, so in this case, the narcissistic abuser, uh, in his having this sort of, sort of sexual and spiritual raping, what's actually happening is a demonic entity that has possessed the parent or the narcissistic partner, who in fact feeds off of sexual energy of their partners. Obviously, this is a little bit radical, a little bit out there. I do talk about this throughout my podcast. Um, the reason I do have a disclaimer here is because I find that most people or a lot of people have a difficult time with this, and I don't want that to scare you away from the other content that I put out there. So if this resonates with you, uh, I'm very passionate about that. I have a, a lot of opinions on it, and I discuss it throughout my podcast, but like I mentioned, feel free to, uh, to move on past that. So when this is the case, unless the sexual soul tie, the energetic tie is, is, is cut and broken, unless you go through those psychic cord cutting experience, when the child grows up and, and tries to create a spiritual, sexual, intimate connection with an intimate partner, in essence, they will be unable to since they are already uh, metaphorically and really practically and emotionally sexually married to their abusive, narcissistic, and enmeshing, smothering parent. So they'll usually project their enmeshing parent onto their intimate partner and abuse them. Uh, in essence, what they'll be doing is they'll be trying to get freedom from that parent through the intimate partner, but also they'll be trying to take revenge on the abusive parent through the partner. The partner, obviously being none, none the wiser, oftentimes they're codependent. They have no idea that there's covert contract is going on between the, the, uh, the, the partner that they're with and their parent. And this is a lot of times what we refer to as a narcissist, in essence, who's uh, enmeshed with their parent and cannot individuate and cannot get distance, cannot develop a sense of self and just trades the enmeshment with their partner, I'm sorry, with their parent and transfers that to the intimate partner. So narcissistic abusers, what they'll do is they'll reinforce the belief in their victims that they cannot live life alone, that they cannot make it. They'll cripple them emotionally and psychologically and make them believe that in essence, they're incapable of living life alone, even if they're far more, uh, more than capable. And you see this in victims who are really very capable. They're able to do anything that you and I can do. Uh, they're very healthy, but in essence, because their belief system is broken and they've been traumatized, really just brainwashed to believe this is part of what trauma bonds the victim to, to the abuser because they feel so dependent and so unable uh, to leave. And now they won't even try to leave. After enough reinforcing of this belief that they cannot be alone, in essence, they'll just stay and like a caged animal. Uh, and the example here, and I forget the specific experience that uh, experiment that was done, uh, but you see in elephants, what'll happen is, is that if they have a trainer and the trainer uh, connects them to, let's say, a pole, by a string, you know, when the, when the elephant, when the, when the elephants, you know, an infant, let's say, and then eventually the elephant grows up, the elephant will not even try to leave those, that area because they will be programmed in essence to stay close to that pole. Because even if they try to escape, they won't be able to even, obviously an elephant is a massive animal. They can probably just steamroll anything that gets in their way. But because when they were small, they were meant, they were made to believe that they cannot escape. In essence, that's what happens in childhood. And then eventually the child doesn't even try to escape the enmeshing mother or the enmeshing father and doesn't even try to escape. In essence, they stay stuck in that trauma bond. So in addition, narcissists, what they'll do is they'll move to intimacy and to sexual relationships very quickly, as quickly as they possibly can, because they know that once they get that sexual intercourse and once they get that relationship, that energetic, that spiritual deep connection, they can really hook their victims in, uh, seduce them into sticking around and investing more and more energy and ultimately maybe even getting stuck for a uh, for a lifetime. So they wanna get this done as soon as possible. They wanna get that enmeshment, they wanna get that trauma bond, that sexual trauma bond. Uh, once they're trapped, once their victims are trapped, the trust is gained. Obviously they can abuse, they can control, they can feed their addiction to power, and ultimately the victims are none the wiser and they have been entirely duped and trapped. So why do narcissists, or why does anyone do a trauma bond? Why would somebody trauma bond a victim? And there's a couple different reasons. First of all, because they fear being alone. 
and they have fears of abandonment, uh, and therefore they want to make sure that their victims don't leave. You know, if, if the, usually they have a terrible self-image and, and self-concept, and they believe that they are worthless. And if anybody sees the true me, they'll leave me. So in essence, trauma bonding them will assure that no one leaves me. Right? It's kind of like they trap the victim in there and in the relationship, and they won't even try to get away. Oftentimes, they fear. They fear themselves. They fear even facing themselves. Usually, the case with narcissistic abusers, uh, codependents too, but uh, more so with narcissists. And therefore, by having somebody there, they can kind of keep them company in their misery. Uh, in essence, they'd rather have the trauma bond than and this dysfunctional, chaotic relationship where they're probably not fulfilled. They're definitely not fulfilled. But in essence, they'd rather have this than having to face themselves and face their fears. Those who struggle with shame, codependency, lack of having a self, unmet childhood needs. What'll happen is sex, because it's such a powerful, fulfilling experience usually, uh, at least in the short term, with that rush of, of, of dopamine and oxytocin, what'll happen is that'll actually convince you that your unmet childhood needs are met, which is why victims who have been victimized in childhood, who have unmet childhood needs, in essence, when they finally get trauma bonded by the love bombing, they're so intoxicated, it becomes very difficult to actually realize what has been happening and they get further and further trapped. So I want to talk a little bit about how to get out of a sexual trauma bond. First of all, go on a healing journey. Cut those psychic cords to your parents uh, and with anyone that you're no longer in a relationship with. It's so important to have an independent sense of self, to know who you are, to meet your needs by yourself. Uh, I probably sound like a broken record. Every podcast episode here, I talk about developing a self, you know, being your own parent, uh, identifying your needs and meeting them by yourself. But you know, I can't say it enough. If you're your own parent, if you're an independent self, if you deal with your fears of abandonment and rejection and you become whole, you really don't need somebody to validate you and accept you and meet those childhood needs. You are really, really protected from a lot of people who will come into your life and try to convince you that they can be that person. Definitely uh, work through your, your, your relationship with sex and with intimacy, develop a healthy sexual identity so you're not so seduced by somebody who finally gives you maybe that sexual attention that you've been craving so badly and th that might hook you into a relationship with a specifically a narcissist but anybody who tries to sexually trauma bond you and keep you stuck in an intimate relationship where none of your needs are getting met and you are there to serve which is obviously very horrific and very damaging long term so if you are a victim of a sexual trauma bond by a narcissistic abuser by a perpetrator who's trying to keep you stuck please understand you are not stupid. It's most usually because you have unmet childhood needs and healing is extremely necessary in that instance. If that's a struggle for you, I'd be more than happy to assist you on that healing journey. I offer a free 15 minute consultation, so reach out to me and uh, discuss how I can be of service to you on that journey. Uh, my email is info at yitzepstein.com. You can use my phone, 818-210-6049. I wanna thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.